you start to think, oh, well, everybody knows AI and everybody knows about it. People are using this. And actually, when I go out and visit schools, very rarely have, does everybody know about this. It might be one or two people in the, in the school that have heard of it and are using right. it. And then and actually a large percentage of, of teachers who still have never even heard of it. So um, I think it, it's a challenge that it's difficult to solve. And it's the age, age old problem of finding the time to be able to to keep up professional development and and keep yourself up to date with all of that, um, and I think I think that's down to leaders. the The leaders of our schools need to need to facilitate that time for us to be able to to discover what's helping. Welcome to the Teacher Girls Podcast. This is your host Erica Terry, and I'm so excited to collaborate with Teacher Girls to bring you a weekly show that equips educators with best practices and actionable strategies to achieve success in the classroom and foster a more connected and empowered school community. Here, we learn by engaging in honest discussions with innovative teachers, administrators, and educational leaders. Are you ready to achieve your teacher goals? Of course you are, so you're definitely in the right place. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Teacher Goals Podcast. This is your host, Erica Terry. And for episode 40, we are actually diving into part two of our series on using AI in the classroom. And we're specifically today going to be talking about the chat GPT prompts that you can use to unlock the potential of AI in your classroom. And returning for part two is the best-selling author of the AI in the Classroom book, Dan Fitzpatrick, who, if you listen to the last episode, you know he is a wealth of knowledge. We already talked about some specific strategies to integrate AI into your classroom. He talked about basically how you can use it to save time when it comes to lesson planning, grading papers. You know, all of those tasks that we as educators love to do. Uh, He broke down how to make it happen with ChatGPT, and we are going to dive deeper into that conversation today. We're going to discover more exciting ways to really use the power of AI to enhance your teaching and engage your students like never before. But before I bring part two, on, I definitely have to share with you that during the week of May 14th, we are having an entire week dedicated to AI in the classroom. You're going to hear from 13 speakers all about how you can use AI in the classroom. I will be sharing specifically how you can use AI in the inclusive classroom, but there are going to be a whole host of speakers. And so in order order to get access and to register for this week-long event, you can go to teachergoals.com slash week of AI, and you are going to get access to a week of presenters um, covering a wide range of topics 
all around AI in the classroom. I hope to see you there. It is going to be so much fun. And I know I'm excited to see how all of these educators are coming together to share how they've been using AI in the classroom. So super excited about this event. Can't wait to see you there. And I also cannot wait to share part two of my chat with Dan Fitzpatrick. So I'm about to share it right now. Let's do it. Oh, um, in the book, you share like different frameworks. So some of the the big three time sucks that you have talked about are grading. Um, teachers can use it for grading and feedback. They can use it for lesson planning and they can use it for creating resources. And so um, let's just go a little bit deeper into one of those categories, like share um, a specific example. I know the book, I mean, guys, it outlines the frameworks. It has screenshots. It basically walks you through um, exactly what to say, what prompts to use in order to make uh, chat GPT work in your classroom, work for you to do these big items. And so let's kind of just give them a sneak peek um, and dive a little bit deeper into one of those examples, one of those big three. Yeah, let's do it. I'm just I'm just flicking through. So there's a whole there's a whole chapter here, um, which is chapter seven, where where I essentially go out give I think it's over forty different frameworks that you can use to get different yeah. different results. So there's you can use it to create a design thinking lesson. Um you can get it to create things like differentiate tasks, you can create your own teaching coach, get it to create student debates. Um let's pick the which one are, and then know, one? even um, just to jump in, there's another page that has like 18 quick prompts. And I mean, guys, it's everything from planning the itinerary to a student trip, how to handle a difficult phone call with parents, um, ideas about how to gamify a lesson. Like, I mean, it's just so many ways that you can use this tool. It's my, like, it, it blows my mind, like, completely. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> and to be honest, the only thing that stopped me writing these prompts was was time. I could, we could have just, there's so many different ways you could, you could we could do a full book on just prompts but i suppose the idea i suppose isn't for me to give you all the prompts that you need it the idea is for you to think what do you need and you use these frameworks to then craft your own prompts and these are kind of just just prompts to get you started really so one that i really like is um and i'm a, bit, I'm a big fan of design thinking um and we've created um i don't know if you can see that there. so we've created a, f a full um a full prompt on how to get chat gpt to create a design thinking lesson for you to, and and it although students can can kind of play the system a bit it sometimes it was down to me it was down to just i hadn't been clear enough i hadn't actually asked the student and i was and i was almost it was probably my fifth lesson of the day and, and I was tired, but I hadn't actually properly communicated. And I think just like a student can't read our mind, the AI can't read our mind neither. So we need to be really detailed with our instruction. And then we need to set the parameters. So that's the final P in the PREP acronym parameters. So we want to we want to tell it how to present the information back to us. So we can include things there like how many words do we want it to be? How many paragraphs? What type of writing? What tone do we want the writing in? Do we want a professional, a familiar tone, a humorous tone? So, um, all You could put so many different parameters in there. 
and that will help us get a, a desired output. And and don't stop there as well. It's it's a framework. A framework isn't isn't um, it isn't a, an objective an objective way to do this. It's it's to guide you. So please do please do go further with that if you can. And in this design thinking lesson, so it, essentially you get it to to create a full lesson structure for a design thinking lesson. And I, and I'll and I'll just kind of I probably should have prepared this on my screen but uh <laughs> the share but there you uh, in fact i use google bard for this one so um not necessarily uh mm-hmm. chat gpt mm-hmm. but what it does is it just creates kind of an outline of of the of the lesson so it gives the materials needed the objectives and then the procedure of the lesson for the for the teacher to 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 go through that and um, it's just one example and i've and in the book there i've got some quick tips as well so I've said, why not ask Google Bard to offer some suggestions for brainstorming activities? So it's delving into it, isn't it? So it's going, right, this is my lesson plan, but now now can you give me some some suggestions for the content, suggestions for the activities, and then using it. And I, and, and I really like this, this, um, this way of looking at it. It's almost like a, a teaching assistant. So using it to go right, you know what? I've got an idea. Can you can you help me out with this? Can you can you give me some ideas for tasks and really getting it to to help you with that? Yes, this is amazing. And as we know, with all amazing things in education, um, there are always challenges that come along with it. So um, what are some challenges that a teacher who is trying to implement AI in the classroom uh, would face? And most importantly, like how can they overcome it? What are you seeing as some challenges that are coming up when people are trying to use AI in the classroom? Um, I, I guess there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of challenges around kind of the, the tools are very early. So in terms Mm -hmm. of data protection, in terms of um, allowing students to use it. So some of these tools do have um, age restrictions on them. So it's not always we, I think we need to be really careful and not just go, oh, here's a new AI tool. Let me let me just give it to my students. I'll start using it in, in lesson. We need to work with whoever in our organization looks after kind of data protection and 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 does the IT just just to double check that. Um, and and I think is a ChatGPT um, can be used by over thirteens, but only if you got permission from their parents. So there's there's a lot of kind of technicalities around that in terms of the, mm-hmm. the challenges. However, I think these tools are just going to keep getting de- getting developed and be able to be, and because there's a lot of demand now, and we're starting to see tools being created uh, by kind of third-party companies that, that integrate this technology that are bespoke for education. And we do, so in the, in the book, um, if you've got the book, uh, if you go to chapter nine, we've got that whole chapter as an AI tool repository. So we've we've got a lot of different uh, AI tools there that can be used in the classroom. Um, and some of them can also be used by students as well. So you want to just double check the, the tools that you're using are suitable for the for the students and suitable to work to use within your workplace or within your school. Um there's some great case studies here 
Um, so in in chapter nine, uh, what we've done is when we've we've showcased a tool and then and then given some case studies to go with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and one that one that I really really like is is by is actually not a teacher. He's he's a parent and he started using ChatGPT with his daughter. Um, is is a guy from the UK called Phil, and he decided to to train Jack. ChatGPT to be a tutor for his daughter and he give it a name i think he called it izzy and and his daughter then under his supervision uses ChatGPT at home as a tutor for her lessons and he's trained it and what what kind of the tone to take with her and he, in fact i think he's got it to be funny and tell jokes and to to add humor into the lessons wow so yeah there's yeah there's i mean there's challenges but i think also people are making it work at the moment people are making it work Mm. for them whether it be at home or with the right types of tools and in the book we go through kind of what if the tool can be used with with students in a school environment if they can't um i think and to take a different approach with that question as well i think some of the biggest challenges is is just mindset as well and Mm -hmm. it's probably it's probably kind of the challenges that that we faced for a long time with with integrating ed tech or future mm-hmm. skills in, into our organizations. And I really think, and it goes back to that workload, doesn't it? That that I think sometimes teachers have got so much work to do that they we can very rarely look out of the classroom window and see what's kind of coming right? Uh, and, and what's out there, what's going on out there. And, and I know this myself from being a teacher and, 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 and my, my fiance, she's a teacher uh, and, and family of teachers. We, 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 I know how difficult that can be. And if someone at the end of a long day comes to you and says, have you heard of artificial intelligence? It's really good. <laughs> you probably just, if you, you're probably just going to go, like I just want to go home and and rest. <laughs> I just want to, um, I just want to have a cup of coffee. Or and and I think it really surprises me that. And I know a lot of people in here are in the Facebook group. So if if you're not familiar with that, we've got a Facebook group called the AI Classroom. Where it, last time I checked, we've got over eleven thousand teachers in there sharing ideas, helping each yeah. other, um, talking to each other about AI. It's, it's an amazing community in this. So, and, and I think a lot you. you I kind of forget that sometimes I'm in a bit of a bubble. So I talk about this a lot on Twitter, on social media, with with people um, in real life. Imagine that, talking to people in real life. Um, and, then, and then and then, on the Facebook group as well. And you kind of you start to think, oh, well, everybody knows AI and everybody knows about it. People are using this. And actually, when I go out and visit schools of colleges or universities or I talk to some people, it's very very rarely of does everybody know about this it might be one or two people in the, in the school that have heard of it and are using right. it and then and actually a large percentage of of teachers who still have never even heard of it even though it's on the news and you hear about it in in the media have still never if you said to them watch chat gpt still no idea what it is so um i think it's it's a challenge that that it's difficult to solve and it's the age-old age, age old problem of finding the time to be able to kind of horizon scan or be able to to keep up professional development and, and keep yourself up to date with all of that. Um, and I think I think that's down to leaders. The the leaders of our schools, our colleges, our universities need to need to facilitate and that time for our for us to be able to to discover what's helping because 
at the end of the day, and I know we focus mainly so far on teachers and teachers using this, um, what excites me more is how our students are going to use this because I think that's when it, this will become truly revolutionary. Um, mm-hmm. in, the book, in the book, I go through a, a, a strategic approach. Um, there's, there's a whole section in the book for educational leaders, and I, and I wrote this chapter very much with the educational leader in mind, but also kind of thinking, well, well, all of us are leaders in this. If you're exploring this now, even, even if you're not technically somebody who's got a role as a leader in a school, the fact that you know about this and you're telling people about this puts you in a in a in a kind of leadership position anyway. Um, so it's it's for all of us that chapter. But one of the things I look at is kind of is from a strategic leadership point of view is is a is a great model which I which I love, um, and it's called the three box solution to to innovation. Mm-hmm. And it kind of it kind of goes like this: it goes right any organization should have three kind of imaginary boxes. The first box, box one, is our current way of doing things. It's it's what we do on a day-to-day basis. We go to work. We so for edu- for teachers, it's 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 the classes we've got, it's the students, it's the methods, it's the pedagogy that we've had for years and years for how the schools run, how they how the governance is of the school, just everything on the day-to-day basis. And and we have to do it. It's important. Of course it is. If we stopped doing it and went, right, we're not going to focus on box one, the school would would collapse. It would it would it would be closed down the next day <laughs> because it, it wouldn't be working. Um but there is to jump from box one to box three. Box three is the innovation box. It's where where we go to listen for weak signals, what's what's coming, what innovation's coming, what could potentially disrupt us. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe tomorrow maybe 10 years down the line and we spend a bit of time there we 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 dedicate some resources to that um box two is essentially what what are the values that got us to the current way of doing things that we're not going to need if we move to box three so it's it's the things that might inhibit us it's the kind of we've always done it this way type thinking it's Mm -hmm. the it's the well this is the only way to do it this is how we this is how students learn this is it's kind of that closed mindset well this has got got us to where it has today and and again not a bad thing because it's it's led to the successes of today but won't lead to the success to the successes of tomorrow um and and you see this kind of you see this quite well in in companies like google so google i don't not sure if they do it anymore but they used to have an 80 20 time so their employees would have four days out of the week where they would do their job, what they were mm-hmm. paid for. And then one day in the week, I think it used to be a Friday, what they could do was they could do literally anything they wanted. They could work on a project that the a passion project of theirs. Um, but at the end but whatever they worked on had was was ownership of Google at the end of the day because they were kind of on their time. And some of Google's biggest innovative projects came from that twenty percent time because it allowed their employees to spend some time in in a space where they went right. Let's imagine what could be possible. Right. And I think as the edu- as an education system, we and and again, I speak from I I can only speak from my own experience. But in my experience, the education system has very rarely done that, and mm-hmm. it's very much stayed in box one and and mm-hmm. tried to optimize the current system. And we do a really good job of optimizing the current system. And it leads to phrases like every second counts. Um, <laughs> it leads in the in the UK, we've reduced lunchtime um, or recess time. 
um, so that students can still get their break, still have their lunch, but then I've got more time in the classroom learning. And we, we've we've almost, and I use the the phrase, and I don't even know if it's a real word, but <laughs> but uh, factorize education. We've turned it into like a bit of a factory where, and you know what, if an efficient factory gets products, the, the raw materials from one end of the, the conveyor belt into the product at the other end of the conveyor belt in the fastest possible time. And mm-hmm. they engineer it to to perfection to be able to do that, and it saves the money. It saves. It means that they can produce more goods. Um, it, it it increases the uniformity of the products as well. And I think we've really good, done a good job of optimizing the education system, but we haven't necessarily done a fantastic job of of jumping into box three and going, what else is there? What else yeah. is coming down the line, and what else could 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 disrupt us and i think as an education system we're we're on the verge of some major disruption here and that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone really because the world and and pretty much every industry is being disrupted right now yes Um, education is no different and it's going to happen more and more as, as, as this technology goes on so i think now i'm getting back to my point here i think giving these tools to teachers to get them to optimize what they're currently doing is step one in this journey yes and it's like i said before it's the entryway it's the it's the it's the doorway into going right this ai exists this is how i can use it these are some of the benefits but if we want to truly um innovate if we want to truly um revolutionize the system so that it's it's the education system is somewhere that our students can learn for the for the world of today and tomorrow and not the world of yesterday then putting this technology in the student's hand is going to be beneficial and teaching mm-hmm. them how to collaborate with AI, giving mm-hmm. them the skills to be able to use AI. Um, and, and yeah, I think as an employer, <laughs> uh, if I, if I got, if as an employer, if I got a, gr- a full grade A student who passed every exam and never used AI, and I also got a, a grade C student who knew how to use AI? I'm employing the grade C students every day because they they they've they've got the the skills and the tools that that are that are going to be evergreen going forward. They're going right. to continue to to develop and to to allow them to to do some amazing things. So I think putting this in the students' hands is is absolutely vital. But then also the third element of that is how do we how does the education system look to what the world's gonna become or what the world is becoming. Um, because even if we could we could put this in the students' hand, we could get them to collaborate. But at the end of the day, if they're just using it to collaborate, for example, on how to be an accountant, that's probably not going to be the greatest way to collaborate with with AI because by all accounts and predictions, accountancy is going to be mainly an AI-based role. And 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 I think this gets us onto to some of the kind of the big impact stuff, where there's a lot of predictions that that AI is going to take a lot of jobs. Now, and that's one of, and that's one of the big areas of disruption. Disruption can be a good thing, and I'm 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 quite a fan of disruption because I think it keeps us on our toes. It keeps us keeps us creating. It keeps us innovating. But it can also be a a, a hard time, a very mm. difficult time. And I think we will have those difficult times. So we, we've got a responsibility as educators, I think, to to prepare our students for that and to give them the skills to help mm-hmm. them to help them survive in a world where AI is going to be commonplace. Yes. I, sorry, I, I told you before we started that I could just keep talking and talking. So just yeah. 
Cut me off if I. <laughs> well, we have learned so much today, um, and there's so much more to learn, and so much more conversation that needs to take place about AI and how to use it as educators. And so, for people that want to continue the conversation and want to continue learning from you, where can they find you? Yeah, so I, I'm on Twitter. Uh, so Twitter is t- tends to be my main kind of outlet at the moment. So uh, 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 at Dan Fitz tweets. Um, I, I'm on there. I, I'm also um, I, I check the Facebook group all the time. So if you go into go to Facebook and search for the AI classroom, uh, like I said, you're joining a great community there of over eleven thousand teachers. Uh, my website is the AIeducator.io, um, and you can subscribe to my newsletter. So a newsletter goes out every Sunday. Uh, which gives tips on how to use AI, which gives current news on on artificial intelligence and education, and sometimes give away some freebies in there and things like that as well. Um, and then obviously there's the book, so get yourself to Amazon. I think there's a deal on at the minute. I think there's a, I think it's like ten percent off. So get yourself to Amazon. And and as you can see, it's we called it the ultimate guide. Now that wasn't to be kind of egotistical and say this is all you're going to need to know, but it's all it it's going to give you a lot of what you need to know today. And we called it that because we've included so much in there. It's not an introduction, although that's in there. Um, it's, it's, it's a prompt guide. It's a, a tool repository. It's a leadership manual. It's um, yeah, there's so there's so much in there. Um, so do check that out and, and, and take it back to your, to your school and, and, and show people. Um, yes. It has the prep framework that he shared today as well as others. And it is a monster. Can you tell us the page, the number of pages in it? I was just so blown um, away when I, I got it. On, I think we're on nearly 400 pages now. Yes. So when it, it is the ultimate guide for real guys, everything you need um, in order to get started on this journey of implementing and using AI in your classroom, you will find it there. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. You have learned so much today and just can't wait to see um, how AI is going to change education and change the world. Thank you for sharing. Thanks, Erica. It was a pleasure to be on and thanks for having me. Hey, 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 that is a wrap on part two of our series of using AI in the classroom, more specifically how you can use chat GPT in your classroom. And we had an amazing time with our guest, Dan Fitzpatrick, who is the author of the AI in the Classroom book, which you can find on our website at teachergoals.com slash books, as well as a host of other books such as the science of reading and action. If you're co-teaching, be on the lookout for my upcoming book, Teaching in Sync, uh, that's going to give you a great spin on how you can improve and more effectively co-teach and meet the needs of all students in your inclusive classroom. And so you'll find information about my book, the AI, the AI in the Classroom book, as well as a bunch of others by going to Teacher Goals dot com slash books. We hope that you enjoy learning more about AI in your classroom. I'm hoping to see you for our week of AI. And if you haven't been joining us for our live interviews, I want to see you. I want to be able to talk and interact with you. So make sure to follow us at Teacher Goals on LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook. Or you can join 
join the Teacher Goals Facebook group and join us at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday evenings for our live interviews. We cannot wait to see you because you are such a valued member of our community and we truly appreciate all that you're doing for education and for our students. So thank you for joining us. I hope to see you next week for another exciting episode of the Teacher Goals Podcast. Have a great week. Teacher Goals and Teacher Heart Out is sponsoring a 2023 Bahamas cruise open to all educators. Guests such as spouses, family, and friends are also welcome to attend. There is an amazing lineup of speakers, and you can book your PD at sea now by putting down a $200 deposit. Attend the Sail Away Party Thursday, July 6th in Port Canaveral at 6 p.m. in preparation for Cruising Friday. You will return Monday, July 10th at 8 a.m. Scan the QR code now to sign up. You don't want to miss it.